This is Zarina Hameen, your host of Hashtag Black Wealth is Back. And I would like to say that we are very happy that we're back. We are happy that Black Wealth is back in general, but we are also happy that we are back on this podcast and that we are gearing up for a new season. So again, my name is Zarina Hameen. I'm your host. And there's been a lot of really great things going on lately. Um, you know, we want to stay true to the mission of hashtag black wealth is back and encourage black wealth and finance and and just generational wealth, because that's, that's the only power we have moving forward. And I don't want to say the only, because the reality is it's the strongest power that we have moving forward. It's not the only, it's the biggest, it's, it's the most uh, effective, right? I think that's the best way to put it. So again, uh, we recorded a few months ago, we're back for a new season and we have so many amazing guests coming on. We have so many great things going on that I'm just, I'm so excited, uh, since we've been doing this podcast, uh, which started in 2020, um, I think this is the most excited I've been. So just to kind of catch you up, like I said, uh, hashtag Black Wealth is Back is a podcast that focuses on financial freedom and generational wealth and finance in the, um, the communities that, of members of the African diaspora. And it's a very important thing that we bring knowledge and understanding to, you know, so many different and ways to make sure that we're building the wealth for our future generations, but that also that we're understanding, you know, what we need currently in the present, in the moment to really build our communities up. So I say all that to say the last time we aired was several months ago. And and since that time, uh, I'm very happy to report a few uh, company successes. One, Alani Media Group LLC, which is the uh, umbrella company for this podcast that is being brought to you today, was uh, it awarded the 2022 Philadelphia World Award for Business Coaching and Consulting. But when it pertains to this podcast in particular, I am extremely happy to announce that uh, hashtag Black Wealth is Back was recognized and chosen as one of the top 80 podcasts on the web for Black Wealth and Finance by Feedspot. So it's a pretty big deal. It's amazing. We're, we're very honored and humbled by the award. And it just made us want to pick up the mic once again and get back on it and keep powering through for what we need to do to continue. Uh, the accolades are great, but they're not the mission. The mission is that the accolades prove that you're on the right track. The mission is to continue to push forward for who we are and and our culture and the culture of everyone who is a part of the, or or is a member of the African diaspora. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to tell you why and how we're going to kick off this new conversation that all of us are going to have. And I say conversation because even though I'm the only one speaking during the podcast, I want to hear from you. 
I don't, I, I love my own voice, but I don't need to hear it all the time. Right? So you can reach us at blackwealthisback at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook group, uh, Real Black Wall Street. You can make comments directly to the site. We're also available at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and pretty much every platform available for podcasts. And anything that you want clarification on or you want to give some feedback or you have questions, please go to those areas and, and, and just, like I said, simply email us at blackwealthisback at gmail.com or go to our Facebook at uh, our Facebook group at uh, Real Black Wall Street. Um, you know, you have so many ways you can contact us or you can just literally leave a message directly here. Uh, and we want to hear from you. And if we get enough questions or concerns or, or need any follow-up, we'll go live. We'll do a live chat and address those directly. So that is something that I hope to hear because I want this to be a conversation. Uh, again, even though I'm the only one speaking, this is a conversation. And that conversation happens only if you guys provide your feedback and ask for your questions or additional information. So today, <clears throat> to get jump right into it, which I love to do, Today we are going to be discussing, and it probably is not a shocker, Juneteenth. Woohoo! It's America's Jesus Christ Savior for Black people and people of the African diaspora. That after some odd years, a lot, because I remember the first time I heard of Juneteenth is when I was moving to Texas when I was 12 years old. So that was many moons ago. Um, you know, uh, America, we asked them to stop police crime. We asked them to stop, you know, brutality and and systematic racism. And they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cancel Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima, and we're going to give you guys Juneteenth, right? That, that, that was the solution to all these things that we asked for. And none of these solutions had anything to do with what we asked for. So what I want to do is in this episode, I want to talk about what that means for black businesses, black business owners, uh, finance, etc. but really get into uh, a pattern of behavior in this country, a system that unfortunately, even though I love my community, I love my culture, we keep buying into time and time again. Um, and how do we change that with this Juneteenth celebration or or whatever the case may be um how do we change it how do we how do we make this not be another thing that another bone that america throws at us and we jump like puppies and and accept it and and it does nothing for us how do we be the ones to utilize this the most how do how 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 do we make this different than many other holidays that they've created for other cultures that are now just drinking holidays for uh, people of European descent. So that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, you know, at Black Wealth, hashtag Black Wealth is back. We do not hold back because our focus is that we are addressing, educating, informing, and discussing what this really looks like for us in this country to, to change it, to turn it around. Generations and generations, and we're still complacent. We're still letting them call us people of color, which is just colored people. It's just a different way of saying it. And then including other races that have nothing to do with our culture. We're not going to stop talking about the issues here, folks. So uh, we're going to go away for a quick commercial break. And then we're just going to dive right into it. All right. So if it's something you want to talk about, something you want to hear about, stay tuned. 
advertise on hashtag Black Wealth is Back, then what are you waiting for? We have thousands of listeners each month, each segment, and we are not going to stop. We are an award-winning podcast, rated top 80 Black podcast for Black Wealth and Finance by Feedspot, and it just keeps going. So why not get your business out there, especially if you're a business uh, of the African diaspora? Talk to us. Let other people of the the African diaspora know that you're there. Let's build our finances, build our wealth together. You can email blackwealthisback at gmail.com if interested. back everyone i hope everyone is uh enjoyed our quick very very quick commercial break uh this is rena hameen again your host uh here to talk to you about as i said before our commercial break juneteenth juneteenth is is such an interesting thing for me for for many reasons uh as i stated when i was 12 years old i moved from uh moved to texas and I had never even heard of Juneteenth. It wasn't something that was cele- even celebrated on the East Coast. It was more of a, a Southern holiday or holiday for Southern states in the United States because, and for good reason, uh, the premise behind it or the root behind it is that um, people on the East Coast and, and all around the country uh, were free. Uh, slaves had been freed at the time. But for some reason, people in the South were not aware of that. So they didn't know, um, and if anyone, uh, you know, wants to challenge my history or, or, or correct me, please contact us. <laughs> but uh, people in the South were not aware that they were free until two years later. And that's what marks Juneteenth, where a bunch of soldiers came in, saw that people in the South were still slaves, and said, hey, you know, you were free two years ago. Um, so that's kind of, that, that, that's a lot of the root of it, of Juneteenth. So it's always been a holiday. It's been celebrated for, you know, over a century um, as a holiday. But what happened last year is it became a federal holiday. And what that means is that, you know, it's, it's nationally recognized. So, for example, we always celebrated Martin Luther King Day, the day he was born. But then it became a federal holiday and it became, you know, a certain Monday, regardless if it's his birthday or not. It became a federal holiday where, and, and all of, and that encompasses, you know, having the day off of work, it being nationally recognized, kids get out of school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that comes along with federal holidays. So Juneteenth is the new addition to that. <clears throat> and it's meant to, like many federal holidays, celebrate a, a specific time in history uh, of, of, of liberation or justice or memory. So for example, or, 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 or in remembrance of something. So we have uh, Memorial Day, you know, remembrance of soldiers, Veterans Day, things like that. So that's just to give you a little brief history on, on what Juneteenth is. Uh, there's so much more to that story, but we just don't have time to go over all of it. So I bring that back to my original point in our first segment. And my original point is that now that Juneteenth has become a federal holiday, uh, it's, it's going to do, in my opinion, and seems to be backed up by some pretty good facts as well. Cause I choose to, I usually don't give my opinion without backing it up with some sort of facts or statistics or, or reports. Um, everyone celebrated and I didn't, I did not celebrate when Juneteenth became a federal holiday. First of all, we weren't asking for it to be a federal holiday. 
what we were doing is we were rallying and protesting. You have the Black Lives Matter movement, all these things for there to be social inequalities and injustices to be uh, to be eradicated. So not only, you know, with police and, 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 and force and all of that, but just overall equality, equality in our businesses, equality in our in, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our homes, in our value, just overall quality and justice. And America's response to that was, hey, well, you know, this holiday you guys have been celebrating for a century, we'll give that to you. That that was like, it's like throwing a bone. Uh, and it, we didn't ask for it. Well, we, the things that we were asking. So everyone, true to nature, kind of jumped on this being some kind of, uh, what am I thinking? This being some kind of, uh, of win, when in reality it's a loss. Because... That's what this country has been known to do is you're asking for a bunch of other things. So it says, let's give them something else to take their mind away from them, to deter them from what they want. Now, I'm not speaking ill of Juneteenth. I'm not speaking ill of people celebrating it. I'm saying it has nothing to do with what we've been trying to do for several years, for our whole lifetime as being black in this country or being of the African diaspora. So moving forward from that, I started thinking naturally, what does this mean for black businesses and black wealth and generational wealth? And how do we do that? And my answer came pretty quickly. It does nothing unless we make it do something. So for me, if you look back at everything, Juneteenth is the new Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, if you ever look up the history, I won't get into it too much here or I won't get into it at all. Cinco de Mayo was started for very similar reasons as Juneteenth. And now all that Cinco de Mayo is, is a drinking holiday for European descendants, i.e. white people. Martin Luther King Day, being federally recognized, was supposed to serve as some kind of justice. It's just a day now where a bunch of people, you know, throw out a bunch of uh, quotes of his on on social media and volunteer for the first time uh, with nonprofit organizations. And and, and that's the end of it. Then they won't do it again until the holiday season. All everything that's been as far as when it comes to race and history and culture has been dummied down and minimized for the white race. That's what has happened. And nobody, you know, how many businesses do you see highlighted on Cinco de Mayo of of Hispanic descent? How many, uh, you know, when you look at MLK Day, how how many people instead of saying, hey, let's do a day of volunteering at a nonprofit organization that's probably ran and, 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 and was bought out by people of European descent? How many people say, hey, instead of that on MLK Day, instead of volunteering, let's, you know, get, let's send in donations to black businesses and black cultures, black communities, black justices. You don't hear it. It's all commercialized. So we have to look, we have to stop jumping for every bone that's thrown to, in our mouths. And we, I think that Juneteenth is a prime opportunity to really change the dynamic in the course of that. To stop letting this country commercialize our struggle for their own gain or benefit or or for their own dismissal so that they don't have to face the real traumas of this country. So I thought I was wrong. I'll be very honest about that. I thought I was wrong. I thought that maybe I'm just overthinking it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, maybe this will be different until I saw this beautiful, it was, it was almost like 
the earth opened up in my favor. <laughs> Where on June 19th, the day before the official June holiday, Juneteenth holiday, which is supposed to be on the 20th. So that Sunday, the night before, 4.30 a.m., I'm going to give you the specifics. NBC released an article, and the name of the article is Juneteenth was finally recognized as a federal holiday, then came commercialization. And their their caption is, companies that are having these picnics for their employees and feeding them fried chicken and watermelon. Who made that call? And that was a direct quote from a woman named Serena Harris of Galveston, Texas. And it talks about how Juneteenth may be the country's newest federal holiday. But for many black Americans, June 19th has long been associated with homegrown community celebrations, if not at least understood as a day to symbolize freedom. For black folks, there have been a long tradition of commemorating Juneteenth. Long standing tradition. But now this article, and if anybody wants to go to NBCnews.com and you can read the full article. I wanted to quote that article for one reason and one reason only. It seems as I, as, as, as it happens very often for me, as I thought that I was crazy, <laughs> someone else is, is equally crazy and it happens to be a big media conglomerate where even they're recognizing we've now commercialized this. I went to a Juneteenth event. I, I didn't want to, but I had a friend who wanted to go. And the whole thing was, was people of European descent and all the, the people who it's meant to celebrate people of the African diaspora were just working the event. Remind you of anything? It's the exact, it's the antithesis of what that day is supposed to be. Okay. So I want to hear you guys feel, I want to hear what you have to say. So I say all that to say, how do we change that? And I think it, it, when we're talking about generational wealth and we're talking about building, you know, finance, finance and, 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 and wealth in, you know, black communities, members of the African diaspora, all those communities, how do we not make this another Cinco de Mayo, another MLK Day, another Memorial Day, all these federally recognized holidays, which turn them into crap? How can we do that from a business perspective? And I saw a lot of great, just to be positive, I saw a lot of great footage of a lot of different people rebuilding Black Wall Street on Juneteenth, a lot of people highlighting Black businesses. So how do we keep that going? How do we make it so that through our community, Juneteenth doesn't become another stigma or another problem? And I think the answer is pretty simple. I think that's what every year we need to stop jumping for the bone and start controlling the narrative. And that's all we can do and that's all we should be doing. So how do black businesses get together? How do we make a plan, a a plan for the next, it's enough organizations. You have the Black NBA Association. We have, uh, I'm not a fan, but the NAACP. We have so many different organizations, Urban League, the National Urban League. So how do we plan? How do we sit down and say in, in the next five years, this is what Juneteenth is going to look like globally. Forget that they're federally recognizing it. How do we take control of it? And it's through business. So let's do Juneteenth. Let's have a national workshop day where we, all these organizations and all these people and all these businesses host workshops to educate people on financial literacy and stocks and NFTs, or we want to have a big picnic, which is what we do. And I'm not complaining. I love a good barbecue and a good picnic. 
and, and, and while we're eating our ribs and enjoying our day, you know, we, we, we do it all with black suppliers, the people of the African diaspora. Or we, or we keep recreating Black Wall Street and just have a bunch of vendors who are businesses, not just retail businesses, not just food businesses. But hey, while you're grabbing these ribs from Abdul over here, how about this? How about you come over here and we tell you about stock options? How about we come over to this vendor and we talk about tech and how technology is X, Y, and, and, and keep it going. And that's our Juneteenth. Not singing and dancing and eating chicken. We can do that too. Don't put, don't ever, ever put on the cha-cha slide and think I won't be a part of it. <laughs> but how do we combine it where we're celebrating, you know, a, 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 a freedom of the ills of the past and we're connecting it to the future. So that's what I want to hear from you. I want to hear from everybody. Again, our email is blackwealthisback at gmail.com. You can reach us on our Facebook group at Real Black Wall Street. Um, and you can always comment here. We're also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, leave a message wherever. And if I get enough feedback or enough comments or, uh, people wanting clarification, I'll go live and I'll address those, but I want to hear your thoughts on this because it's already being said a year in it's already the, the commercialization of this holiday is already being identified. It has, it's only been around for a year. So think about what it's going to look like in five to 10 years. It'll be another Cinco de Mayo. Juneteenth will be a day that everybody goes to the bars. Uh, and, and not only Cinco de Mayo, let me, let me, let me put out another St. Patrick's Day. You don't hear any, anything that's progressive happening on those days. And they did, they were progressive before they became quote unquote federal holidays. Now they're just drinking holidays for white people. All significance, all culture, all heritage has been lost. So what do we do? How do we change it? And I'm not someone who just speaks on a podcast. I'm, I really want to know what organizations should I reach out to personally myself and say, Hey, listen, guys, Juneteenth is here. It's a federal holiday. How do we make this work for our community? Because we didn't ask them to make it a federal holiday, but now that it's here, that's already done. How do we make, turn that into our advantage to be able to promote and get the real issues that we've been asking for for years addressed through that holiday. So I'd love to hear from you. Um, again, this is Rena Hamin, your host. Please reach out. Blackwealth is back at gmail.com. Facebook group at Real Black Wall Street. Uh, you can comment directly and make messages here. We are, we, we're out here, folks. And I want to hear from you. Okay? So uh, hopefully I do. Um, and we, this isn't the last time we're going to talk about this, but it, I did want to address it, especially the week of Juneteenth. So thank you for listening and let's keep the conversation going. But until next time, stay up, stay blessed, stay peaceful, stay focused. I'm going to say that again. Stay focused. My beautiful people of the African diaspora, we are God's people. We are beautiful people. And let's stop letting other people control our narrative. Until next time, Zarina Hameen, hashtag Black Love is back. dive into the rich black history and culture of our people then join our facebook group at real black wall street 
on Facebook, where we dive more into the beautiful history of our people. We give knowledge and insight on how to build wealth, finance, and community. In addition, you can also find out find out about the great groundbreaking people who are doing that at this time. If you join our Facebook group at the Melanoid Chronicles, the first encyclopedia series to address black history in the new millennium. Again, for Melanoid Chronicles, it's at Melanoid, the Melanoid Chronicles on Facebook. And then also you can join our group at Real Black Wall Street.